Uh, this evening, if you turn your Bibles over to the book of Hebrews and uh, chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Uh, I want to speak uh, to you for a moment uh, about perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance is such an important part of a Christian's life. In fact, perseverance and what that means, what, that, what that's about, uh, really is a part of our own lives as individuals, no matter what it is that, that we might be trying to accomplish, whether it's in your school, whether it's in your career, uh, maybe it's in your marriage, persevering. Maybe it's in your relationships. Perseverance is such a huge part of being successful not only in life, but obviously is what I want to look at this evening, is in our faith, in our walk with the Lord. Perseverance, such a powerful word. We've heard about uh, uh, th this word uh, so many different times uh, throughout the years. And when I think about perseverance, what immediately comes to my mind, right? That's what immediately comes to my mind. Because we know what they had to get through and go through in order to accomplish what they accomplished yesterday. They persevered through being cheated in 2017 by the Astros. They persevered through being cheated by, in 2018 uh, by the Boston Red Sox. And they lost titles probably because of the cheating. But guess what? They didn't quit because they persevered. And we know what the results were of their perseverance. Last night, they got the World Series title. Because they kept pressing through and because they kept persevering. And so I want to look with you tonight for, for a little while concerning developing perseverance in your life when it comes to our personal relationships with each other, when it comes to persevering in our relationship with God. It's so important that we understand what the Word of God says about that and how important it is for us to develop certain attitudes certain mindsets, certain understandings of what it's going to take to be successful in your relationships and especially your relationship with God. And in the book of Hebrews chapter one, 12 and the first three verses, this is what the Bible says and what the writer to this church uh, and to these folks wants to get across. He says, therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, 
and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary in uh, and lose heart. You see, Jesus Christ paid the price. He endured scorn. He endured the shame uh, that they wanted to throw upon him. He endured everything so that you and I could follow his example, understand that we could persevere and endure whatever it is we have to face as Christian men and women. So I want to look with you for uh, a few moments. Uh, and first of all, I want to take a look at what the writer of Hebrews calls the cloud of witnesses. What is that all about and why does it refer to that? What, what does that mean? What, what is, why is that so important to you and I? Well, what the cloud of witnesses that the writer of Hebrews is referring to are the faithful men and women whose stories are told uh, about in the book uh, of Hebrews, the earlier chapter, chapter number 11. And uh, it's speaking about those people, those men and women who by faith persevered, who by faith endured through life's difficulties and trials. Those were the cloud of witnesses uh, that the writer of Hebrews is talking about. And so what he's saying to you and I and to the Hebrew people that he's writing to is uh, that we need to be challenged and encouraged uh, by the example of faithful people around us here tonight. By the example of faithful people who have endured in their lives as Christians the difficulties, the trials, the uh, disappointments, the hardships, uh, and uh, look to them as examples. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about these faithful men and women. It speaks about Abel, talks about Abraham, talks about Enoch and Noah, Isaac and Jacob, and so, so many more who lived their lives in faith and looked to the promises of God. They persevered to the promises of God so they could reach what God had for them. The book of Hebrews was written to Jewish men, obviously, and women, many who had converted to Christianity they genuinely had a, an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. But the newness of that experience started to wear off. It started to uh, affect them, the challenges of life and uh, the opposition of being a Christian became more challenging as the persecution to the church Increased. And that's, I think, something that you and I might be able to identify with over different times in our life. That when we're first born again, it's fresh, it's exciting, it's real, uh, it's, 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 it's their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. But then, through the trials, the persecutions, and all that maybe we go through over a period of time, it begins to kind of 
wear off that excitement, that zealousness, that persevering attitude uh, that we had when we were first saved, and we start to kind of back off. Struggling with perseverance is something that the, the writer of Hebrews was trying to bring understanding to, to those folks. And for you and I tonight, there will be struggles in our perseverance. There will be uh, times when it may be difficult to persevere. But I tell you here tonight, it is not impossible because Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, uh, paid the price uh, and has given us the strength and the wisdom and his word to be able to turn to in order to continue on. In Hebrews chapter 10 and in verse 35, this is what it says. So, or therefore, don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance. There's that word again, endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. So here the, the writer of Hebrews says, listen, don't give up. Don't throw away what the word of God has said to you. Because stay in God's will, because when you stay in the will of God, that's when the promises of God start to come into your life and be realized. And so he's trying to encourage them because some of them were actually thinking of throwing in the towel and quitting and going back to the temple where the worship was more familiar and they could be accepted uh, by the, the other uh, Jewish people. So the question tonight, maybe as we look at perseverance, is are you struggling in some area of your life? in an area of your faith, and is persevering becoming more difficult? Persevering in uh, your relationship with God, maybe struggling that way, or maybe in a friendship, in your marriage, uh, with your children, or, or just staying saved, possibly. Persevering is becoming difficult because people around you, someone maybe has hurt you at one time or another. And so now they're off your Christmas list because you don't want to try and resolve it, but you just want to cut them off. Maybe you've been disappointed by someone and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to struggle through. I don't want to do what needs to be done to try and work out that problem. Maybe someone has been rude to you. Maybe they've been mean to you. Maybe they've been insensitive to you. And uh, now you say, I'm finished and I'm done. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to come, show up to church, and then leave and not try to build relationships anymore. See, that's what the devil wants. That's exactly what the enemy wants is for you to isolate yourself and not to persevere in trying to make things right especially when it comes to our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, because we have to persevere in that relationship. We have to press through and endure the difficulties and the disappointments and the hurts that we might feel. 
How many have ever been angry with the Lord at one time or another? I think we can all probably say amen if we're honest. Because of disappointment. But God, I thought. But God, you said. But Lord, how come? And it's going to take persevering through those issues in order to gain the promises of God. Now, Understand here with me tonight, in no way am I minimizing the hurts that sometimes we feel. In no way am I minimizing the disappointments that sometimes we experience in life, whether through relationships or even the disappointments we think of uh, have occurred in our relationship with God. But the question here tonight is that does God want us to find a way so that we can persevere through that trial? Does God want us to find a way to work through the hurt and work through the disappointment and work through the, the doubts that maybe we have? Well, of course he does. Because he wants us, even more than us, to experience his promises, to experience the best that he has for us. There may be some here tonight who are tempted or have been tempted recently to just give up and stop persevering out of anger or frustration. But the Spirit of God says to you tonight, don't throw in the towel. The, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging you here tonight to keep persevering. In verse 36 of chapter number 10 in the book of Hebrews, don't throw away your confidence that God has given you through His Son, Jesus Christ, because it has a great reward. God wants to reward you, but that reward comes as we persevere, as we don't give up and throw in the towel. He says this, for you have great need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive the promises of God. How do I do that? How do I persevere? What do I need to do? I started off by saying this. The writer of Hebrews, what was it? The great cloud of witnesses. He was telling the, the Hebrews, the Jews, look back to your ancestors. Look back to those who faithfully endured. And I'm telling you here tonight, uh, what you need to do is look at faithful people around you. You're not in this fight by yourself. You're not in this race by yourself. But there are faithful men and women here tonight uh, who can say, uh, I have persevered. Uh, I am persevering. Uh, and look what God has done for me. And you can look at them and say, if God did it for them, then he's going to do it for me too. Uh, I can do it also because they did it for themselves. See, that's the benefit of coming to church. That's the benefit of coming to church that you might be able to look around when you're down, when you're struggling, when you don't feel like you want to persevere anymore. You come in and go, oh, man, there's brother so-and-so. He's been here, and he's struggling through it, and he's here. And there's sister over there, and I know what she's going through, uh, and she's still serving God. Uh, so I'm going to continue to move forward for the kingdom of God. 
When you come to church uh, and you, you, you come, you can look at the cloud, uh, the spiritual cloud of witnesses and say, because they did it, I can do it. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage and you come to church and you look at that couple over there and you go, wow, they, they've been married 30 years. You've only been married five. And you look at them and said, man, they, they make it. They're doing it so we can do it. Come some couples, 40 years, 50 years, and you think, man, I bet they've got some war stories. Man, I bet they've been through some things. Some couples, 60 years, they could tell. There's a lot of things I could have been the fly on the wall in their house. But the point that I'm making is that when you come and you may be struggling after one or five or even ten years, you can say, man, I'm coming to church because I want to be around them kind of people because I'm sure they can help me. I'm sure they can give me some wisdom and some encouragement. You see, there have been people who have been in this church 15, 20, 30, 40, 45 years, and maybe you're struggling through six months, a year, five years. Uh, come around, get around those kinds of folks. Uh, those are the cloud of witnesses that will tell you, you can make it. Uh, keep persevering. Keep pressing through. How do they do it? What's the secret? I'll tell you what the secret is. It's no secret at all. It's just simply the result of handling difficult situations well. Their marriage endures because they've made some right decisions based on the Word of God. They're still in church because they've made right decisions based not on what they see or feel or think, but what does the Word of God say to me? They've handled difficult situations well. That's why they persevered. Listen to what uh, the Word of God says in the book of Romans, chapter 5, and in verses 3 and 4. Not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance Proven character and proven character, hope. I mean, tribulations, trouble. Through those tribulations, we learn to press on and to endure. And because of that, character is developed. And because of our character that becomes more Christ-like, through the difficulties and making right decisions, uh, what does it say? Our hope is strengthened. Our confidence is strengthened in the things uh, of God. Why? Because we handle difficult situations uh, well, according to the word of God. We didn't throw, out the, throw in the towel. We didn't quit. Maybe you're having difficulty tonight with a family member. Maybe you're having difficulty tonight with a friendship. And you say, you know what? I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to deal with this. I'm struggling. Listen to what it says in the book of Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. 
so that through perseverance, this word keeps popping up, perseverance. Has to do with everything. So that perseverance, through perseverance, and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. How do I have hope in mending a relationship, in strengthening a marriage? How do I have hope in strengthening my relationship with God? I'll tell you how. Persevere through the word of God. Stick to what God's word says. And when you do that, the Bible says uh, we will have hope that things are going to be okay. Things are going to work out simply because we've persevered through the word of God. It's in the word of God. And knowing Jesus Christ and that relationship through that we have with Jesus Christ is what gives us the strength to press on and move forward. The scriptures get into the word. Your relationship with Jesus, let it become more intimate, uh, as I said before, and let it become more personal. So what am I saying? What I'm saying here tonight, instead of being busy sending nasty texts or scorching emails, Shut all of that down and say, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything else until I'm sure I'm responding the way God wants me to respond. Because how many know many times we put aside the word of God, we put aside what the Holy Spirit is trying to deal with us about, and we just start I mean, our fingers are going a 1,000 miles a minute. We're, we're doing that email, and we're thinking about every adjective and every, everything we can put in there to get our point across. Shut it down. Forget about that stuff and get into the Word of God. Start to pray. Remember the old song we used to sing years and years and years ago? You can talk about me all you please. But I'm going to talk about you while I'm on my knees. All my sins are washed away. Praise the Lord. To get a hold of God, begin to seek the things of God. Persevere. And I guarantee you, you'll begin to mend those broken relationships. You'll begin to mend your broken relationship, if that's the case, with God. Look around you to the cloud of witnesses and ask them, how have you persevered so long? What do you do? How, how are you so successful in, in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's in your, your marriage or raising your children or your relationship with God? Take the opportunity to consider godly people, the cloud of witnesses. Psalms 119 and in verse 71. The psalmist says, It is good for me that I was afflicted. Why? He said that I might learn your laws or your statutes. You see, that's what persecution does. That's what affliction does. That's what trials do. Disappointments do. When we feel those things, we experience those things, when we struggle in, in different areas and we're afflicted, don't quit don't throw in the towel, but ask God, what are you trying to teach me? What do I need 
to learn. So, are you surrounding yourself with godly people, those clouds of witnesses who are examples in this church that you know that can show you how to develop endurance in your relationship with God, perseverance in, in mending broken relationships? Apply those principles uh, in your life. And when you do, I want to tell you, as the scripture says, your hope will be assured. You'll have confidence that God is going to see you through. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Persevere. Look at the cloud of witnesses, those examples, and keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2 of our text said, Fix your eyes on Jesus. What does that mean? Well, what we need to do is evaluate our focus. What are our eyes fixed on? What do we look at when we get into trouble? What are we looking at when we're going through trials, disappointments, and heartache? During the times where there may be relational tension, either between you and the Lord or you and someone else, it's going to take keeping our eyes on Jesus in order to have a Christ-like attitude in how to deal with those things. Too many times, there's a potential for us to wrong, have wrong attitudes. Why? Because we're not looking at Jesus. We're not looking at what Jesus says or his lifestyle. We're looking at the person that's done us wrong. We're looking at the situation that, that's causing us problems. And what that does is it creates wrong attitudes and uh, wrong decisions. So what does your mind gravitate to when bad things begin to happen or disappointment begins to take place or someone hurts you? Do you want to hurt them back? Do you want to make them pay? When someone gossips about you, do you want to gossip back about them and uh, uh, discredit them in front of other people? You see, there's all kinds of ways, we, all kinds of places that we can go. But God says we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Don't go to the gossip. Don't go to getting back. Don't go to whatever it is. I'll, I'll, I'll do this to you because you did this to me. Look to Jesus, the author, perfecter of our faith. What did he do? What does his word say? Fix our eyes on Jesus. Become more like him. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes, causes all things to work Together for good to those who do what? Love God. Do you love God here tonight? Do you love God here tonight? When you love the Lord, listen, no matter what's going wrong, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how impossible to, it, it, it may seem, I want to tell you, God has everything under control. And he goes on to say, to those who are called according to his purpose. So we're talking again about what? The will of God. I read that scripture earlier. In the will of God. 
for those whom he foreknew and he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. So, bottom line, when you fix your eyes on Jesus, you're looking at Jesus, your attitudes are going to be correct, your, your decisions are going to be right, and God will, you'll understand that he's using the conflicts that we face to conform us to become more like him. Why? So we can inherit his promises. You see, and here's where the problem sometimes comes, is that when we are going through the trials and we're going through the, you know, our, our focus starts to shift. And consequently what begins to happen is we bail out and stop pushing through, stop persevering. Instead of letting the trial, instead of letting the struggles and hardship make us more like Christ. Just when God's getting ready to do something, just when God is getting ready because he's using this hardship, this, this conflict, whatever it might be, to shape us, to mold us, to mature us, and get us to that next level, too many times we quit. Stop pressing in and we miss out on that growth. We miss out on becoming more like Christ. And we stay in that level of, of immaturity instead of growing the way God wants us to grow. I want to tell you tonight, don't give, up to the, don't give in to the discomfort. You know, I think about the Dodgers. They could have quit. They could have said, you know what, it's crooked. It's fixed. They still gave them the trophy. They still got it, so why even bother training why even bother doing our best? I'm just going to collect my paycheck. They didn't do that. That next year when it happened again, they could have said, you know what? This just proves it. It's not worth it. It's, it you know, why, why even go through the hardships of training and the pain and all that's involved, in missing out with my family? You know what? It's not worth it. But they didn't do that. They pressed through. They allowed that affliction, they allowed that disappointment and trial and, and, and the cheating and all that took place to, to form their character and ultimately got them the reward that they were seeking. You see, here tonight, I want you to know, as I wind this down and our platform makes their way out, God is always faithful. God is always faithful. In verse 3 of our text, it says, For consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus went through what he had to go through on Calvary and prior to the cross for you and for me so that we would not give up so that we would have a reference point when it gets hard when people hurt us and disappoint us that we can look to Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith and say because he paid the price for me and he went through what he went through so that I would not lose heart. 
Remember, he'll see us through whatever hostility, difficulty, maybe you're facing here tonight. No matter how impossible it might look, God is always faithful. He always comes through. If you were to ask King David, he would tell you, yes, God is faithful. If you were to ask King Solomon, he would tell you, yes, God is always faithful. If you were to ask Noah, Noah would tell you, yes, God is always faithful. If you were to ask Abraham, yes, he would say, God is always faithful faithful. If you were to ask Elijah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Peter and John and Paul and all the cloud of witnesses, uh, they would tell you, yes, 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 God is always uh, faithful. So fix your eyes on Jesus tonight and persevere and press through. That only comes that strength through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let me ask you tonight, is God faithful? Is God faithful? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He is always uh, faithful. <laughs>